everybody, and welcome to the latest news flash with me, Mandy Brown, and Richard Snape. Today, we're going to talk about the Fire Safety Act 2021. Richard, can you give us some background on this, please? Yeah, it's uh, one of uh, several pieces of uh, legislation post-Grenfell. Obviously, the Grenfell disaster was in June of 2017. The Fire Safety Act uh, is based on well, the recommendations or some of the recommendations of uh, the two inquiries, the Mulbick inquiry and the Hackett inquiry. It's in force in Wales now, came into force in Wales on October the 1st, but we are actually waiting for it to come into force in England. It actually um, was introduced into Parliament on, on March the 19th, 2020, and didn't receive the Royal Assent until April the 29th of this year. We've got the Welsh guidance now, which is 16 pages long. Uh, it's a sort of risk-based guidance. And uh, we've got, uh, we're still waiting, as I say, in England for implementation and guidance. Yeah, the, the, the gist of the Act, it's only four sections long, and uh, I say more of why it took so long to get through Parliament shortly. But uh, the gist of it is it amends the 2005 Regulatory Reform Fire Safety Order, which came into force on October the 1st, 2006. Can you just remind us what the 2005 order says? Yeah, I remember talking about the 2005 order on a regular basis. It actually introduced... Um, sort of self-assessment in relation to fire safety risk, which I always thought was uh, a bit problematic. But uh, it says that uh, the person, the responsible person, which is basically the person who is in control of the premises, must have uh, a satisfactory fire safety risk assessment and implement it and doesn't, uh, well, there's a huge amount of guidance on it. But that was the gist of it. It applies to all non-domestic premises, but buried in the original legislation, it makes clear that that includes the common parts of dwellings. So you have to have a fire safety risk assessment. Um, but it didn't really say what the common parts were. The people in control are going to be the landlord or the, uh, the the management company, the person you know responsible for the everyday control of the premises. If you didn't have a fire safety risk assessment under the 2005 order, you could be prosecuted and people have been prosecuted. For instance, you couldn't let clients become directors of a management company without a fire safety risk assessment because they could be prosecuted. But more significantly, uh, or as significantly, I know many years ago, insurers was saying that if you didn't have a satisfactory risk assessment or you didn't implement the, the recommendations, then you'll be vitiating or they would reserve the right to avoid uh, any insurance claim in relation to fire safety or, or public liability. And obviously in the world of conveyancing, then if you can't guarantee the insurance is adequate for that block, you uh, can't report to the mortgage company that, uh, that everything's okay to give you a certificate of title. So Richard, what does the Fire Safety Act do uh, your section one uh, of the the fire safety act is the is the significant part to say the part that came into force in Wales in October the first this year still waiting in England but um, it uh, the government says it doesn't uh, change anything it just clarifies the existing law I'm not sure that that's the case I think it changes a lot and you might just sort of asked to see how up-to-date fire safety risk assessments are when this is all in force. It defines the common parts. Whenever there's two or more dwellings in a block, it's regardless of height, then the common parts, this is obviously mixed use as well, but the common parts will include the structure and exterior of the premises must have a fire safety, you know, must be included within the fire safety risk assessment, the whole, the whole premises. Any external doors and windows 
any external attachments and they give the specific example of balconies but other external attachments as well there seems to be a lot of issues in relation to balconies at the moment and uh, any internal doors which open into the common parts but only in relation to dwellings so not the commercial element and that's the the basis of it it actually took so long to get through Parliament because um, it uh, went through the Commons pretty swiftly, but then got to the House of Lords who wanted to introduce um, amending provisions. One, they wanted to set up a, a record, public record of fire safety risk assessments. That was finally rejected. And secondly, they wanted to have add provision in this statute whereby you couldn't add the cost of doing the risk assessment to any work that would need to be done to service charge. That was finally thrown out by the Commons. So together with other things, like the dreaded EWS1 certificates, it could sort of make service charge liability even greater in blocks of flats. I would make sure that your client is fully aware of the nature of service charge and that service charge liability can fluctuate wildly. Do that anyway. It's in the 2019 protocol that you should be doing that. And uh, do that just to protect your back as much as anything. That's some great advice there, Richard. Are there any other post-Grenfell pieces of legislation we need to know about? Yeah, well, there's one which has been around for for a while now. There's a a building amendment regulations of... uh, 2018 in England came into force in November the 28th that year. In Wales, it's the 2019 regulations that didn't come into force until January the 29th, 2020. And uh, that basically is, uh, again, applies whenever there's a a dwelling within a block, so mixed use, and uh, finally bans combustible materials from the premises, from the dwellings, only in relation to, to buildings of 18 metres or more in height, which roughly equates with six storeys. It also bans combustible materials in solar panels on the buildings and also, again, on balconies. You'll be glad to know originally that um, awnings and canopies and um, blinds and shutters were in the legislation, but the British Blinds and Shutters Association Sounds exciting. Got uh, judicial review against the Secretary of State because uh, you apparently can't make blinds and shutters completely non-combustible. The other thing to look out for is the Building Safety Bill, uh, which is not expected. It's a huge piece of legislation, 147 section uh, clauses. I'll do that again. It's a huge piece of legislation of 147 clauses and nine schedules. And... Uh, the relevant parts not due to come into force until sometime in 2023, but it introduces the role of a building safety regulator and people in high-risk buildings, 18 metres or more in height, could be different in Wales, or seven or more storeys is the other one. We'll have to appoint uh, building safety managers who listen to complaints and in terms of building safety generally. And the cost of any work can be added to something called the building safety charge, which is going to be, well, not service charge per se, but again, Something that uh, going forward, you know, clients buying certainly in high rise blocks of flats need to know all about, be warned about by the solicitors, be warned about by the conveyances. Thank you, Richard. There's some great information there to, uh, for us to get our heads around. Until next time. Thanks. You have been listening to another episode of Convancing Coffee Break, the only podcast for busy convincing professionals, brought to you by Lawshore Insurance, the UK's leading provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, 
go to www.lawshoreinsurance.co.uk where you can download recent conference recordings.